You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode number 24. It's another excellent day. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, the one podcast that everyone agrees and says has the best fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle advice in the world. And now, your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys. Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Today I have a special guest. Her name is Pamela Myers, and we're going to talk about massage therapy with a holistic approach. It's really fascinating, and I know you will be inspired from this conversation. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Pamela Myers. Are you there, Pamela? Yes, I am, Eric. Awesome, awesome. Good to hear you. Yeah, great to hear from you, too. Um, if you could get started, let's just let me ask you: How did you get started with massage therapy, and why are you so passionate about massage therapy? I began my practice with Reiki, with energy work, and then when describing this to people, of which there aren't a lot of words about Reiki and energies and that type of dimension, shall we say? Um, they cock their head like a puppy dog going, what? Mm. <laughs> and so I decided, let's go into the physical and see what that's about. I was working with a chiropractor at the time, and she had me help her out one evening. It was a surprise. I did no heads up. I walked in. She said, okay, you're going to help me in the treatment room. And I said, okay, versus receptionist. And she showed me a few things, and I worked on 13 people. Wow. And after that... The door just opened, and it kept opening and opening and opening. So that's the exciting news. And that's how I kept going with my practice. And then Reiki came in. People were getting more interested about balancing their energy concepts. And along with that, then I wanted to give people yoga so they'd have some homework after they get off the table so they wouldn't have to rely on me but how they could help themselves. So that became the premise to my practice, how people can help themselves. Excellent, excellent. And, and you know, we, we spoke a little bit last time over the phone, and you yourself just personally, is you're just a very interesting person. What, what's one cool or unique fact about yourself? <laughs> um, well, it's 100% effective. Um, I'm kind of venturing off into the most current practice of Ayurveda, and that came about through the massage therapy uh, clients. So in listening to them, what else can I do? I said, I would say, hold on a minute. Let me go study this for a little while, and then I'd come back and bring that to them. So Ayurveda, pronounced Ayurveda, or Ved, the A is very soft. Um, which is a natural approach. It is the oldest documented medical form of treatment known to mankind. And I think that's a unique uh, practice to bring into the Western world. Of course, this is a sister science to yoga. So I was already teaching yoga. This kind of just fell in. And it's been an amazing journey for myself personally as well as those people that I see. Okay, all right. So, so um, 
Are you uh, one of many who practice this? I am one of many, yes. Um, it's becoming more well-known in United States slowly. East and West Coast seem to be taking off. The Ayurveda classes are overfilled. The people are just gravitating to this like a magnet uh, because it is a simple methodology uh, called the poor man's medicine. So you use things like uh, cinnamon, turmeric, ginger, basil, you know, very typical things that we grow and that we have on our in our spice uh, condiment shelf and so forth. Uh, ghee, the uh, clarified butter, is definitely part of the program. Um, certain types of oils and maybe cooking with ghee and cooking with coconut oil, but that's it. Olive oil, use that in salad dressings. Those types of things. What do you put on your body? Something that is edible because the body is the largest organ. Mm. And being part of the endocrine system and how that soaks things in. So if you wouldn't put it in your mouth, I wouldn't put it on the skin. Hmm. So being aware of what lotions, what oils and things that we use is, is quite important. It's all very fascinating. And once you start getting into it slowly, um, oftentimes I get the comment that, you know what, I knew that. And that's what, uh, it's like a common sense type of thing. But we follow the path of nature. We follow the order of the seasons. Common sense. It's cold out. We put a scarf on. We eat warm foods. We um, wear darker colors in the summertime, lighter colors. We eat lighter foods. Uh, that's, that's the way the digestive tract goes. Mm-hmm. So we focus in on the digestive tract to see how we're digesting food. With my thought being, if we're not digesting food very well, we're probably not digesting life very well. So you can go as deeply as you'd like with this and take it just one step at a time. And one way I offer this to people is with cooking classes. Mm. So four times a year, I hold cooking classes. The next one for autumn is coming up September 26th in Wheaton at the Theosophical Society. They have a beautiful kitchen. And so we'll be putting together menus. I'll have the menu pretty well set and buy the food and bring that in. And then everybody makes something and then we feast. And it's wonderful because we talk about the value of each type of food. And not only does it taste good, does it digest well. Nice. You know what? Uh, as you said what you just said there, which was really, really valuable information. And, and you know, our listeners, if, if you want to uh, rewind this and go back and, and just uh, listen to that over again, just to get those details, um, that'd be fine. My, my question is, how does one get started uh, obviously, everyone lives a certain lifestyle now, and they assume it's healthy, which, you know, most most often than not, it, it's healthy. But what you're describing is even more healthy, I think. So how does one get started with what you're talking about? Good question, Good question Eric. Um, they call me up. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And we have a consultation. Um, there's many things now online to look at. Um, my concern is how many people now have received this information, maybe watered it down a little bit. And I, you know, I'm a liaison. I kind of take the, uh, classical approach and Westernize it a little bit, so it's a little bit more palatable. So when I first started out and teaching this, 
and or sharing this with people, um, I was a little more stringent, and now I've loosened up a little bit because I see that they kind of open their eyes wide. What do you mean I can't have ice? <laughs> and I went, oh, okay, let's rephrase that. If you do have ice, think about it. Compare it to washing your dishes. Would you wash your dishes in ice water? Probably not. You want to get cut the grease, and so we use warm water. So we stay away from ice, and we drink warm water. One woman that did that lost 30 pounds. She was able to digest her food well. She also had um, flare-ups in her throat. That all went away. People have lost numerous pounds by eating three meals a day, no snacking, and finish up your eating at supper time, which is a small supper, and nothing after that. So your organs can rest until the morning, and you have a nice breakfast, but you have a very large, fulfilling lunch because that's when the digestive fire is the highest. And you take a look at the sun. When is it the strongest? It's around midday in that early afternoon hours. Those are the, that's the best time to enjoy a big full meal. Or if you're a chocolate fan, uh, maybe have a little piece of chocolate. One teacher said you can have chocolate every day the size of your fingernail. So you can have chocolate every day. But some people choose, you know what, I'm just going to give it up, which is great. You know, Pamela, um, I have to say that, um, and I'm just going to play devil's advocate here and say, a lot of people are going to say, well, that's too hard to do. In fact, it's not, right? I mean, in, in, from your perspective, it's, it's just a shift in thinking, right? Or is it really a yeah. total 180 degree way of doing things? Very, very well spoken. Um, what I do, I explain the overview, and then I get into the details with that individual. And so working you know, with each person, being a support function, holding their hand through each step is what I consider my job, but it's a lifestyle. It's not hard. It's just a matter of really listening to the people. And oftentimes people's eyes do get big and go, oh, I can't do all that. And I said, Well, look at these notes. I've made four points. Just focus on these four points. So it might be getting up in the morning, tongue cleaning with a tongue cleaner, and having uh, warm lemon water. And that might be it for the start. Oh, I can do that. Great. So we take it step by step depending on the person. Now, some personality types want to jump in with both feet. And then I kind of lead them to doing less because oftentimes then it goes into failure because it's way too much for their shift. Because as we know, the change begins with the mind and the habits. So if the habits are such, and depending on the age of the person, the younger the person, the easier, because they've not molded as deeply into an an ingrained uh, habitual kind of uh, day-to-day activity. So we, you know, we just start very, very slowly. And oftentimes people will come forward and say, you know, it's difficult for me to make change. And I said, oh, me too. And I said, I'm a tough customer. And if I'm a tough customer, that's really good experience. So I can um, really be empathetic with them and 
um, help them, you know, in whatever way they can. Or they're the only one in the household that's interested in this. So what do they do with the other members of the family? So how do I get started? I say, you go on your path and you tell your family, enjoy your path. (laughs) And then just go along with it. And then all of a sudden they'll see the changes. They may or may not come in, but that's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I want to sort of tie in your massage therapy that you do uh, quickly here. Sure. And uh, I think we spoke uh, a little bit about that. And you were telling me that your techniques with that side of the equation uh, was a little bit um, unconventional, maybe. Can you go into that a little bit more? Well, many times people will call in for massage because that's listed in, you know, on the website and so forth. Uh, people are familiar with that now. There was a one time that that wasn't the case, and we went step by step with that as well as with yoga. And so when they call in, you know, they ask what type. And I general Swedish massage. I also do a little bit of orthobionomy. That's a position and release. Uh, a little bit of reflexology on the feet. A little bit of cranial sacral on the back of the head, moving the plate. Then I offer Abhyanga, which is an Ayurvedic-type massage, which is a warm oil spread all over the body and just letting that medicated oil soak in, and that's determined on the person's constitution type. So that's kind of an overview of the massage end of things. And then I offer Shirodara, which is an oil pouring on the third eye, the space between the eyebrows, to really calm down the nervous system, which is very beneficial for many. Cool. And, and uh, who specifically, maybe there's a category or two, would be good clients for you? Um, you know, it varies. People who are interested, period. Some people come in, they say, oh, I've heard this come up before. Uh, they could be a yoga teacher. They could be a yoga student. They could be somebody who's gone through Western medicine for a number of years and wants to branch out, or maybe they're a little bit skeptical now of Western medicine, and we tie it in. And, you know, Western medicine is important, great for emergencies. Uh, Their diagnosis is pretty right on. Their prognosis is what I question because I have seen things heal that some Western practitioners have said, oh, we can't do anything about it come on over, let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can do. Now, my practice, I primarily focus on preventative. There's some curative uh, segments that we go through, and it's very beneficial. Um, But I find that I work with people on preventative. Why not start there and see if the body will clear up? So, for instance, uh, diabetes and working with a gentleman uh, he's off his diabetic medication. He's doing well. He looks 20 years younger. He's using oil. He's using some other products, but, you know, not a lot of stuff. Just some basic drinking water, you know, and taking exercising, moving, walking. You know, he's doing great. Uh, another person um, that, you know, again, weight loss. 10 pounds each month, Hmm. what she had recently told me. And I went, oh, my gosh. And, you know, it depends on the habits of the person. So 
it's just amazing, amazing story. It's just a, that's why I call it a story that unfolds. Mm-hmm. So as we go through the consultation, it it just keeps unfolding and unfolding. I take pulses, I read faces, I read tongues, and your face and your tongue can actually change based on some of these areas that you get into and make the changes. So again, step by step, easy. And so all types of people come in, right? Uh, you know, all types of curiosities, all types of, oh, I've been struggling with this all of my life. Or, you know, mom always told me I had to eat breakfast. And some constitution types, they said, this is permission for you to skip breakfast. And they, they just breathe a sigh of relief. I've never wanted to eat breakfast. I said, for your constitution type, no. Other constitution types, Salads, they say, that, and you mentioned that. <laughs> they, oh, I eat salads, and I said, well, for your constitution type, guess what? Salads are not the best thing. Mm. Primarily cooked foods. Wow. This is not a raw diet. Some raw foods in the summer, yes, because it's growing out there, and it's all fresh greens and fruits and things that are available. However, for some people, those big entree-sized salads might be, be detrimental mm. to their health mm. and might create problems. So we slow that down and take the air conditioning vent and move the desk and the office over someplace else or whatever it might might be. You know, wrap up in the office if you're in the office situation. If it's chilly, wow. uh, they did they can't handle the cold um, or or a wind even uh, or travel people that travel. And they come in, what can I do? And it's a lot of oiling, you know, and it does wonders. Well, <laughs> it's you know great. What, Pam, I, I, am, uh, I didn't want to cut you off. You were on a roll. You, you, you got it going there. And then I think that uh, so many people uh, out there, I mean, even some of my uh, listeners in this audience, I, I, I want to say that they're like questioning themselves right now. How, how can they maybe self-diagnose themselves maybe real quick? Uh, what what could they yeah. do to yeah. uh, say uh, that I I need to see Pamela or something or how how, how can people it, what yeah what they can do is you know go on to the computer Google um, dosha D O S H A which I'll translate is a uh, uh, body type or humor um, or constitution type is another word that's put out there to determine. Uh, where they lie in the form of elements and you take a little quiz, you know, um, you know, I'll give you a website, lifespa.com. That's Dr. John Dooliard in Boulder, Colorado. He's got a dosha quiz, I'll call it in there. And it, it can lay out a particular type of uh, program really for you. And you can kind of get into that category Stage. But I don't want to label things like zodiac signs. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. Mm. Because it does vary. It does vary. So I, I know, and I need to be open to that. It's just because it's this way in this area doesn't mean it's that way in that area. So it can vary. However, in the beginning stages, it's important to get the mind at ease to put it in a place where, okay, this is this is the format. This is something I can do. Or this is something that's challenging for me. I'm going to need some help, you know, and make that determination. But if you if you can go to a website or 
generally speaking, you can take a couple different quizzes and see if it comes out differently based on the questions asked. Great, great. Excellent. So that's a good place for people to go. Awesome. And, and a lot of those websites, um, just get those over to me, Pam, and I'll put them in the show notes so that everyone can uh, easily find that. Sure. Um, and we're going to have uh, sure. like 10 more minutes here. And so just had the last few questions okay. for you. You know, I think you pretty much said and shared with us your philosophy about health and wellness. Uh, can you summarize real quickly what that is so that our listeners have a better sense? Sure. Sure. Um, a philosophy. One thing I even put on my brochure years and years ago was treat yourself well, meaning that um, oftentimes in days of past, we relied on a practitioner, a doctor, someone to, I'll say the word, heal us, to help us. You know, it goes back to each individual. Yes, practitioners, doctors, and so forth can bring forth information and the, the tools that they know of to use for a certain situation. However, the responsibility comes back to each individual, and that's what I like to teach. So it, whether it be a classroom or one-on-one, -on -one, it's a matter of it's up to the individual. It's not necessarily going to happen overnight without you making any changes. It probably will require changes. So I call this practice simple but not necessarily easy. It's very simple. And what I've often said, too, from my own personal experience is I can now eat whatever I want, but what I want has changed. Mm. So over time, you find that you don't have a taste for that processed foods anymore and you want to go organic and fresh. Mm. So that's that's kind of the philosophy, but pretty much putting the responsibility back to each individual and then they just, they shine and they're so empowered. Look at what I did. Absolutely. Yeah, that's <laughs> so probably it's the most rewarding for uh, experts like ourselves in the industry who yep. uh, are out here, out there, wherever we are, um, helping people uh, achieve that outcome. And so uh, I think that's awesome. Let's uh, yes. go ahead. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to reiterate the, the importance of a daily practice. The key is um, to pay attention each day. It's not a matter of, let's say people are coming in for some sort of treatment or a class, a massage or whatever. They could come in until the cows come home and nothing will change. Mm. Why is that? If I were a fly on the wall and could follow them around, I could, I could point it out each day. They need to, you know, again take a hold of the reins themselves and lead themselves into a healthy atmosphere, mind, body, and spirit, the whole thing, um, emotionally and, you know, mentally, everything. What are they focusing on? Mm. Where is their energy going? Mm. How are they, how's their resting time? You know, the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to add that. No, yeah. sure, absolutely. I, I was going to say, you, you said something very profound a little bit, actually very profound not a little bit but a lot which is we all do something consistently it's not it's probably not consistently uh, for the best outcomes and so the, and when people Correct. and I, I think to myself even for, for me I have to remember that uh, I'm doing something and I'm doing something consistently which is great is it getting me to where I want to be and so I need to make that shift and, and therefore the excuse of I don't yep. have time really is not really relevant anymore because we all have the same amount of time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
And that's a response I often get. I don't have time. And I, you don't have time for your health? Yeah. <laughs> and I laugh because it's like, it strikes me funny. And I'm going, I probably thought that way at one time, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you'd be surprised. And meditation, you know, pops up then. And uh, somebody, a friend, had told me that one teacher told her that you'd be surprised how much time you have if you begin the day with meditation. Mm. And I went, ooh, what a difference it makes. Nice, nice. Uh, last few questions yeah. here. What's the top three yeah. fitness tips uh, you can share with our audience about health and wellness in your in your mind? Top three fitness tips. I guess um, paying attention to what you do each day and taking a look, seeing how much water you take in and what type of water you take in. Mm-hmm. Reverse osmosis is probably one of the best, but any kind of filtered water. Take your weight, divide it in two, and that's about how many ounces of water to take in. If you have one cup of coffee, one cup, not a mug, but a cup, add 10 ounces of water. If you have one beer or four ounces of wine or one cocktail, add another 10 ounces of water. We need to keep those cells hydrated. And don't necessarily avoid salt because in my thinking that this salt holds the water to the cell and then we can build up the immune system and be stronger and healthier. So Himalayan type of salt is really good. That's that's a long one. <laughs> that's one. <laughs> Maybe I added a few more. Water, drinking water. Um, again, eating only three meals a day. No snacking. Give your organs a rest. Let your blood sugar settle down so it doesn't spike. If you're eating six meals a day, the blood sugar spikes, 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 spikes. Let's make it a wave and where the blood sugar goes up like a wave and comes down and then it goes up and comes down nice and easy and flowing. I think that's that's key and I've been finding that out. The third point I'd like to bring up is, you know, and with the raw foods again, being careful on, on the amount that's taken in. Raw foods are wonderful for detoxing. They're not for everybody, though. So cooked Slightly cooked warm foods, especially now we're heading into autumn and into winter. Warm soups and stews, slightly cooked vegetables, rice, quinoa, couscous, whatever kind of grain um, that one might enjoy um, is fine. So being aware of that and drinking, you know, the warm water all day Mm. is great. Sipping on it. So your top three would be the water. What's that? Water. The mm-hmm. Three meals and seasonal right. foods. Seasonal foods, seasonal right, food. and not necessarily raw. Yeah, that would c- come under the topic of raw foods, awesome, right? Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a wealth of information, um, uh, my audience and, and your your audience. Please go back and rewind this over and over again if you like to to just listen to what uh, Pamela has shared with us. Um, I welcome you guys to do that, and. You know, the last few things would be, how do people get a hold of you, Pamela, and your last suggestions? <laughs> Excuse me. People can get a hold of me at my um, well, phone number. We'll start with 630-235-6829. Also, what's, and you can text me as well at that number. 
And email is Pamela at Anahata, A-N-A-H-A-T-A, number nine, dot net. And then the website is Anahata, number nine, dot net. Okay. That's one way. Now, one other piece that is important is a sense of humor. Awesome. (laughs) It's good to laugh. And when you notice when you laugh, your belly moves. That is so great for digestion. Have fun. Whatever you do, have fun. Have hobbies. Garden. Bike ride. I'm giving you what I do. (laughs) Use your camera. Those types of things. Go out to lunch with a friend or have actually have people come in for lunch. Make them lunch. Uh, Come over and have a big meal at lunchtime. Just enjoy as much as you can. And a lot of gratitude for for all this abundance that's available to us here. Awesome, awesome. I was going to throw in, do a podcast and have fun with that too, right? <laughs> do a podcast, have fun with that. Yeah. Now, one more thing that you must know about me, Eric. You don't even know this. Uh-oh. I am friends with cow. I'm friends with cows, so I have farmer friends, and they have a dairy farm. And that has been such a joy in my life, whether I'm taking pictures or whether I'm helping whatever, carrying bales of grain or um, milk or whatever it might be, uh, and helping them in any way that I can. You know, I have a little bit of time, but I go down to their farm and I'll take, I'll make dinner because they work so hard. They're the backbone of our, um, uh, of, of our community. And without them, they bring in raw dairy, raw milk, um, homemade yogurt. Um, they have cheese now and again. Uh, all, and I, you know, I teach how to make cheese through the raw milk products and how healthy that is. Wow, you are. So that's uh, one thing. You, Friends with cows. <laughs> I, I see a road trip coming up. Uh, and uh-huh. We may have to announce that somewhere on my blog. And we'll see if we can get any takers. <laughs> I, I, you know what? That sounds awesome. And I think um, you might want to you you might want to do a podcast with them. Well, no worries. Absolutely, I would love to because like yeah. uh, I, I think um, there is such a um, a movement. Uh, there is a, a wave that that I think is going to be um, happening soon, where where people really want uh, change. People want to be healthier and. Yeah. Um, this yes. is just a f- first step, I think, in, in making that happen. Yes. Yes. So, yes, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank you, Pamela. It's been a quick 30 minutes, and um, I respect yes. your time, and I really appreciate you sharing with us uh, your wisdom and knowledge, and uh, I hope you have an awesome day. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Eric. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.